Welcome to the Truth Simply Put, the teaching broadcast vehicle of the Basilea Commission. On today's teaching by Alexander Victor, God's Word, rightly divided in the light of Christ, who is the central theme of the entire scriptures, will come with simplicity, precision, clarity, and power to instruct, admonish, edify, and build you up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, let's dive straight in. I want you to look at Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, I'd like to show you what Jesus tells his disciples after telling them a parable. Verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? That's his question to some of somebody here tonight. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? And don't forget, he told them in another place, so I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So why do you not do the things I say? Whoever comes to me, 47, and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately he fell. fell. And the ruin of that house was great. So somebody who falls in the face of adversity is one who heard the word and does not do it. Someone who stands in the face of adversity is one who hears the word and does it. So it is in your interest to do the word. Because you see, the word is constant. The word doesn't lose efficacy because you didn't practice it. Yes, you hear what I'm saying? Yes, the word doesn't lose power because you didn't apply it. It's constant. He is constant. He's constant. It's in your interest to apply the word. We're not a fancy word house. Where we just gather and hear the word and it excites us. No, we live by the word. We live by the word. It's the word of God that changes you. Not benevolence and charity and philanthropy. So the word of God that you despise or disvalue will never profit you. Don't get so comfortable with God's word that you are complacent. Because it's not in how long you can sit under a teaching. Is in how effective the teaching is in your life. If we can't sit in your life for a minute, it's useless. And you can pride yourself all you want. Can we see one minute of effectiveness of the word of God in your life? Can life challenge you? Satan came to tempt Jesus. And not once did Jesus brag about what he knew. Not once. Jesus could have even casted out Satan. He didn't. He could have bound Satan. He didn't. Instead, every consecutive time, he replied and told Satan, it is written. The word, Logos, replied Satan with the word, Graphe. He replied with the written word. And the moment he did that, he came alive. That's what you will call in today's Greek parlance, Rema. 
an erroneously translated revealed word. It's not revealed word. The entire word is revealed. Grandma is the word that comes alive in you. So we all heard the word. No ghost. We all read the word. Graphe. But it came alive differently. When it comes alive and quickens you, it is unto you a Rema. 40 days. No food, no water. 40 days and 40 nights. Turn the stones to bread if you are the son of God. What kind of temptation is that? Because you want to make Jesus doubt if he's the son of God. Sons of God usually can change stones to bread without any issue. So if truly, truly you are the son of God as you say you are, then it's, it's, it's a walkover for you to make stones bread. Jesus took that place from Deuteronomy and told him it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Because it was God that told Israel that. So that means Jesus came as a man, sat down and studied the law. And knew what was written where and why. Bow down, worship me and all this shall be yours. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord alone and only him shalt thou serve. Okay, he shall give his angels charge over you to, to keep in all your ways. If you are the son of God, cast yourself from this mountain and and he says, it is written, thou shalt not tempt. Sit down, left him for a moment. What was the answer of Jesus, the word, to the temptations of life? The word. Let the word do the work in you. It's the word that can fix you. No amount of therapy or counseling can do what only the word can do. Take it from a therapist and a counselor. No amount. No amount of that. No amount of giving and setting up and strategizing can quicken in a man's inside what only the word of God rightly divided in the light of Christ can do in that man. Don't be part of religious folks that just go and sit down and hear a word. Come out and say church was good. Pastor spoke a word. That makes no sense to you. Don't, don't join party with folks who encourage you to live apart from the word. Don't do it. Especially you young folks. Don't do it. You're hanging with somebody. And your companionship with them. Does not encourage you. To practice the word. That person is your enemy. Paul says in Romans 16. Mark them and avoid them. You can't be teaching. And there's no ref reflection. Of the word of God. In the life of a believer. That's an aberration. It's an aberration. A believer should be looking for every opportunity to practice God's word, not to break it. Now, of course, inevitably, every now and then, you will break it. It's you. You are in this body of flesh. But you should not be set out to break it. Pra practice it. When you're sick, speak to yourself. Healing. You can take a tablet healed in consciousness. And take a tablet sick in consciousness. And there's difference. Does that make sense? You can take a tablet to fulfill all righteousness. You can take a tablet in total dependence. That this tablet will fix me. Righteousness of, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the healed of the Lord. By his stripes. I was healed. Healing is the bread of the children. It's my portion. This sickness is coming to test the healing I have. So I appropriate, I acknowledge that healing is a good thing in Christ Jesus. 
So I speak it over myself. And you walk through your sickness. You go to school through your sickness. You go to church in the midst of your sickness. You are healed. Life challenges you and you abdicate. You are a hypocrite. You are worse than an unbeliever. Acts chapter 1 verse 1. This former account I wrote to you, most excellent Theophilus, of all that Jesus Christ began both to do and to teach. The word do in the Greek is the word poio. P-O-I-E-O. Poio means actually to manufacture or to create. That's the word translated do. Of all that Christ began both to do and to teach. Teach. Didaskin. You remember that? From Christ conscious believer? Didaskin. To instruct a student and bring the student up to where you are. So Jesus went around manufacturing. That's why we understand it from, from Hebrews 11. We see verse 3. By, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Right? Can you see that? The words were framed by the word of God. Such that the things that came, came out of what was not in existence before. The word makes. The word creates. The word generates. The word manufactures. The word quickens. Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is living Put King James, KJV. For the word of God is quick, that is swift and powerful, which is actually to say that it is sharper. In other words, here is how you know how swift and powerful God's word is it is sharper than a two edged sword. Kai, sharper. Go back. You get it? And sharper. Deputy. But we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. Like a two-mouthed sword. The message. Are you, getting the, are you getting the point? God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel. Cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense. Laying us open to listen. That's the effect of God's word. Quick, it's active, it's powerful. Christ began both to manufacture, both to create, to energize, to give life. That's what it means to do and to teach. So I look at you and I can tell the efficacy of the word of God in your life. Don't make excuses for not keeping to the word of God. Don't. It is serving us. Diaconius don't mean nothing. Who you are out there, as is consistent to the word you are sat under, that's who you really are. Stop deceiving yourself. Yes, sir. Who they can testify you are in your compound, your place of work, in your class, on your street. That's who you really are. Your Facebook post, that's who you really are. Your WhatsApp status, that's who you public. I hold you responsible for what you say in public. It is who you are. You can't tell, I'm telling you, I don't regard you any different to what you post on WhatsApp. Because let your speech be seasoned with salt, Paul says, edifying the hearer. If it's not edifying, shut up. I've told you before. 
you post on WhatsApp, I don't know what is happening to me right now. And then you put a crying face, I'm so messed up. Somebody call me. That's who you are. I'm hungry. I'm not eating today. Who buy me granite? That's who you are. You don't have any regard for who you are as a son of God. I watched this movie and I can't believe that you run your mouth. You live your life on social media. You have forgotten your royalty. You're not a peasant. You're acting like one. One look through your Facebook status and we can see who you are. It's cheaper to just be yourself. It's cheaper. The internet never forgets. It's in the service. And you say, I deleted it. I'm sorry for you. It's in the service. And we have no sense of loyalty. You're different on TikTok. You're dense. You're different on WhatsApp. You're different on Tinder. You're different on TikTok. You're different on Telegram. You're different on Facebook. You're different in the compound. You're different in school. You're different in church. You're worse than Satan. Satan is Satan. We know him. Do you understand? When he comes, you know, we know what he's coming to do. Diabolon, accuser of the brethren. We know. When he shows up, we know what he came to do. You? Which translation of you are we dealing with? James chapter 1. There can be plenty of talk. No action. James chapter 1. Give me verse 22 in the TPT. Listen. Don't just listen to the word of truth. And not respond to it. For that is the essence of self-deception. Listening to the word of truth and not responding to it. Is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry. Written and fulfilled by your life. 23. If you listen to the word. And don't leave out the message you hear. You become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. 24. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. So your old nature takes over. But those who set their gaze deeply after on tears, into the perfecting law of liberty, which is grace, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, okay? The perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. I dealt with this when I dealt with the blessing. Makarios and eulogio. Makarios benefits that accrue to you for obedience to God's word. A and B believer are forgiven in Christ, are justified in Christ, are blessed with every spiritual eulogio in heavenly place. The difference between A and B is makarios in the earth. Benefits that accrue to one for obeying God's word that doesn't accrue to the other because they're not obeying God's word. In other words, there's a clear, stark, market, significant difference between a believer that obeys God's word and a believer that doesn't. A believer that doesn't obey God's word might as well die and wait for eternity. You are absolutely useless in the earth. Because you are not advancing God's agenda. That's the height of selfishness. You are saved. You are eternally saved. 
So you switch off and do nothing to let him work out what has been worked in to you. And we should condone you and your mess. Condone the fact that you are saved. You might as well die saved and give us peace. Because church, kingdom, is advanced by people who practice the word. Not by people who make noise about it. Kingdom is advanced by people who practice the word. The word is for application. Can we all say that? I've been shouting this for years. The word is for application. It's not for recitation. It's not for you to come and impress us and say, yeah, look, look, at, look at what the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me about. He's dealing with you in doing and teaching. Not in teaching. How did he deal with Jesus? Stop disturbing us. Do the word. The word is for doing. You don't want to do the word, go out there and be a Muslim. I've told you over and over, if you are in church to make money, you are in the wrong place. There are faster ways. Oh yes. There are faster ways to make money. Church is the wrong place to be. You're looking for a husband. Be careful, oh brothers in church, and the more you look, the less you understand. I know what I'm saying. Go to the bank, stand out on the queue, Look at the counter. Pick one. At least they have a job. Straighten out your focus and your intention. We're here to raise students of God unto life and godliness. Put the word to use. Practice it. Declare it. Something troubles you at night. Get up. Lift up your voice loud. I'm conscious of the peace I have in God through Christ Jesus. I'm reconciled to God. I cannot be troubled. I'm delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. Declare God's word over your life and stand by it. Declare it. Stand by it. That's why you're a believer. Everything can be nice and cute right now because you're in church. Somebody will walk in and see you and just because they see you, they believe that the faith is not real. Because they know you. They walk into church and they see you. And they know it's not you. Because sometimes we carry on our lives as though it will never catch up with us. You know, young people, you live your life as though your neighbor will never be in the same church meeting as you. You live your life as though the taxi in which you caused a commotion and a scene and a cacophony of nonsense, you will never see that taxi driver in any other place other than in his taxi. We are so myopic. Wait until the day. You live your life as if it will never catch up with you. As if your streets will never catch up with you. The word of God is for application. Every time you receive it, it grows you. Every time. Every time a son of God rightly receives God's word, there's evidence in his life. Every time a son of God rightly receives God's word, there's evidence in his life. Every time. You don't walk away cheapening or downplaying the efficacy of God's word. And I repeat, don't join party with those people that do. They're your enemies. James 1, go to verse 24. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the world, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. For those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond. Put the message up in 
25. I wonder why this thing continues to go. 25 in the message. But whoever catches a glimpse, <laughs> whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye, catches a glimpse of the revealed word with just, you just saw it with corner eye. You didn't even look at the word as though you expect. It's no distracted glimpse of God's word and sticks with it. It's no distracted scatterbrain. But is a man or woman of action doing. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Things I wrote to you, most excellent Theophilus. Acts 1.1 in the TPT. Of all that Jesus began to do, poio, manufacture, create, and to teach, did I scan, instruct people into the same. Acts 1.1. Remember Luke 6? He that hears the word and does it is like a house built on a rock. I stood here and I said, house on the rock is not the name of your church. House on the rock is the description of any believer who does the word of God. What abiding house is not the name of your church. What abiding house is a people who abide by the word. Any believer who abides by the word of God is a word abiding. When is it going to go past the name of your church and become the trajectory of your life? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow. So it's very practical. The word of God is for application people. We are doers of the word and not doers of the word because of what the word will do for us. But because of what the word does in us. Grow in the word. Be the one that is word abiding. Indeed. We're talking too much. Do the word. Do, create, energio, manufacture. The doers of the word. And I continue to teach you the word of his grace. Because it's that word that is able to build you. Give you an inheritance. Now if you refuse that word, I can't help you. I can't help you. So when I teach, I address multiple issues by the Spirit of God at once. Multiple issues. Multiple issues. That's how God works with me. Open God's word. I deal with everything. Take what is yours. Take what is yours. The word. It's not fight. The word. What should I say if the word spoken is not enough? Stop putting the word of God in disrepute. You must grow in the word. When the Lord speaks like this. He's stretching you to get to the point where you know. That you know, that you know, that you know. That I, as an individual, I have to practice the word. I have to practice the word. What kept the twelve with Jesus? The word of eternal life. That's what they left their businesses, wives and children. To go after the word. Not miracles. Have the words of eternal life. The message. Master, to whom would we go? We have the words of real life. Eternal life. So why did they stay? The word of life. Why do you stay here? Don't you also go? 
Why are you here? If not for the word of eternal life. What should change you? It should. Not you receive the word to change you. The word received changes you. In other words, any word that did not change you, you didn't receive it. You heard it. You, you, you heard it. You wrote it down in your notebook. You put it on Facebook. You didn't receive it. The proof of a word received is change in the area of the word that it addressed. The proof of the word received is change. So you can hang with someone who is constantly pushing you away from applying the word. That's your enemy. It's your enemy. Hang with you just, they're not bothering to apply. They're not bothering. The only time you see them speaking tongues is when you are in church. That's the only time they're not ashamed. But out there, I don't give a toss. Talk anyhow, crack the most lewd jokes, share the most despicable things. They're not encouraging you. And you're forming social little cliques. You know, little, little secret public societies that are not enabling your growth in the faith. Anybody you're hanging with is someone that gives you an excuse to practice gospel. Someone that says, let's pray. In all things by prayer. Somebody say, let's, let's believe God for this. You're sick, you're the healed of the Lord. Someone that he says that you say, I'm hungry. He says, well, I have hundred naira. Let's, let's share it. Not wait till you get, wait till you get. Wait till the house. Wait till you get, wait till you get. You yourself, wait till you go ever get. Broke person is broke all the time. It's not true. It's not true. If you are broke all the time, you will never make it to church. You will never make it to school because you are always broke. You never have money. Nobody can say that. Nobody can say, nobody can say I'm broke all the time. It's just that we never know when you have. Some people are deliberately needy in their outlook so that they never have to be in a place to give. It's witchcraft. You have just taken a posture of, oh, I'm suffering, never have. Just so that we will never hold you to give. You see that God loves a cheerful giver. And you still choose to not be among those that give cheerfully. That's why I said to you, Heavenly Father's word, you didn't hear. Heavenly Father, Abba. You didn't hear. It's Pav, Papa. Because the, the place of the Father is sacrosanct. It's clear court. He is the Father. He has the word of eternal life. So if it's God's business, I give you his word. Only his word can handle his business. I give you his word and it's not enough for you. You refuse to believe. You refuse to accept. What can I do? See, we are desperate for who are practicing the word. Word practitioners. Not word speakers. Word practitioners. Practice. Take the word. Do it. Don't even make provision. Because that's how you can be talking. Fall forward. Fall forward. Fall forward. And you condition yourself to think you must fail. There is no place in scripture that determines that you must fail at something because it's your first time. No place. Oh, it's just my first time, you know. Pardon me if I didn't get it right. 
wisdom of God fail because it's the first time of the wisdom of God in that thing. Sorry, but the wisdom of God has to learn wisdom of God, so forth. Wisdom of God. Christ became for us the wisdom of God. I said, well, it's okay. You know, it's my first time, so I failed. Who taught you that? Philosophia. Not God. Not God. Not God. What value, what premium do you place on God's word? That's what makes a difference. Right? That's what makes a difference. What premium you place on Take it, do it. House on the rock. Take it, don't do it. House in the sand. Time will tell. And somebody will drag you to the sand and you will sink with them. Or somebody will help you to build on the rock and we'll chill together. Because the same storm that hits the house on the rock will hit the house on the sand. The storm won't reduce because your own house is on the sand. So some should understand that, okay, you know, the only sand you built on. There's a sand castle. The same storm will come. So start to practice the habit of applying God's word. So it's for application. It is for doing. Do. Somebody comes to you with a sick person and says, sister, brother, pray. What would you do? Let me call my pastor. It was only in the Old Testament that a disciple could not raise a boy. Remember Elisha's story? Sent his servant. Servant came back and said, I I did everything. The boy did not come back to life. Elisha had to go himself. That's because there was no Jesus. No Holy Spirit. I will now come and now be going because the people I raised that are with me will not release and manifest the power of God. You are the one that is supposed to do the work of ministry. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. I should be running around. I'm not that kind of pastor. Feeling important by running around hospital to hospital, house to house. You know, showing power. Collecting banana. You know what I mean? Pastor just manage this, manage this banana. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> no, we raise sons who do the work of ministry and who collect the bananas. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a star, single star. You know, only me shining, and I have little twinkles. You know, small, small. Uh, dazzle, you know, be dazzle. Uh-huh. Small, small emeralds. No, we raise you. You go and do it. You go and do it. You go and practice the word. Looking for my pastor. What are you? I'm not coming. Because you are there at the believing of his word. Take the word seriously and run with it. The word created for you. The word manufactured. The word brought to life. The word of God speaks over you. You can't trade with it. There's nothing else that can be done for you. So place premium on the word. Not just to receiving the word, but in doing it. Putting this word to practice. Put it to practice. Live by grace. Feed by grace. Trade by grace. Grow by grace. Improve by grace. Transform by grace. Receive supply by grace. Give by grace. Because we dare to believe. Are you hearing me? Dare to believe. So I hope this encourages you. 
to come into a life of practicing God's word. Practice the word. Practice. Live by it. Hold it by the horns. Say, I'm going to practice God's word even if it kills me. Because if it will kill me, let it kill me. That's how we have come as far as we have come. As the writer says, literally on a wing and a prayer. We just trust God's word. The word says it, I believe it, that's it. Because we keep singing, you're a man of your word. If you said it, I believe it. Do you believe it? Believe it believing it is acting it. It's acting it. It's acting it. That's what we are called into. Amen? Well, that's it for today's teaching. We trust it has been worth your time. For more of these messages from our stables, kindly subscribe to our teaching podcast at www.thebasileacommission.podbean.com or via the Podbean app on your mobile device. For inquiries and further information, kindly send us an email to info at thebasileacommission.org or find us on social media with the handles at the truth simply put or at while the church. You can also send us an SMS, call us, or connect with us via WhatsApp on plus 234-70-881-8864. Finally, if you would like to give to support the work that we do, kindly follow the Patreon link in our podcast or contact our office for details. Thank you.